Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Welcome to Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology. And three times a week now on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies and coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. They're there to support you, and if you'd like to support this podcast, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. And what better way to mark the 100th episode of Psychomedy than to be rejoined by two comedy legends, the absolutely brilliant Trevor and Simon. I'm sure you listened to part one. This is part two of my conversation with these two brilliant gentlemen, Trevor and Simon. And you rejoin us with Trevor having just left us briefly so I can talk to Simon more about his exciting new job. Bye. Bye, Trevor. Right. Yes. Let's talk about Trevor. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my goodness. The dead wood has gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, beautiful. Thank you, Simon, for joining me on officially the hundredth episode. You're, you're the more important one. You're Trevor was ninety nine. You're now hundred. You're the hundredth episode of Psychology. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, joining us. So yes, on the 99th... actually, I've just realised. I've just realised. I said I'm very honoured. I'm very honoured to be the hundredth. Mm. But it also means you thought of ninety nine people before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you don't know how many cancelled as well for the 100th episode. So. <laughs> Not at all. My goodness. My goodness. I mean, it is, uh, yes, without, uh, without being too much of a fan, you were obviously my first choice and that you said, yes, what a thrill. What a thrill to have you both on. My goodness. Oh, thank um, you for inviting me on. So, yes, we talked a lot with Trevor about, you know, your early days and um, you know live and kicking and all that but you know you're talking about the the hospital stuff which is uh, incredibly interesting and interesting to talk about their saying to Trevor I'm now going off on my own for a full-time job but yes what a wonderful full-time job to to have yeah yeah I mean it, it was the right move at the right time really it doesn't stop me and Trev doing things that may come our way but it kind of, you know, we'd had a good run of doing our own stuff as well. And, you know, it was, it was just, it just felt like what, I mean, one thing that makes me laugh is it's great. It's really great that people say nice things about going live and live and kicking. Yeah. And then every now and then you get people going, um, oh God, what's happened to Saturday morning TV? It's all cookery shows, yeah. which it is. And, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, there are now, Back then, there was only, what, four channels or something. I mean, there's so many channels now. I'm sure kids have, you know, plenty to look for on CBBS and CBBC and so on. So I have no problem with cookery shows being on whatsoever, although people seem to think I maybe should do. And the other <laughs> thing people say is, like, you should be back on TV. And honestly, 
Yeah, that's what kids would love to see. Two 57-year-old blokes <laughs> on Saturday morning TV. You know, it's well, I've kind got, of, I've got a counter-argument to that. because that's, absurd. I've got a counter-argument to that. My son was watching it with me last night and laughing, as I say. Like, uh, I haven't heard him, like, genuinely, because he watches Marvelin the whole time. It was beautiful to see him watching it. But um, well, well, firstly, that's really nice. That's yeah. really nice to know. But again, he is watching people. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. But there is a dearth, whether it's you or other people, there is a dearth of similar entertainment now, of course. I mean, there's horrible histories. It's the only one I can think of, which is kind of similar. Uh, but there's, that's not live, um, of course. And I was talking to Trevor about the fact you no. were doing it live, which was incredible. And that hasn't been yeah, done yeah. since. Or I have a belief, I, I have a feeling that, so a friend of mine who works still with the BBC, he sent me a clip to something and because I don't watch kids TV, but I think there is a live one that goes out on Saturday on the kids channels on CBBC, mm. maybe called something like Saturday Smackdown. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a live Saturday morning show. Mm. There are two funny people presenting it. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason I know of it is my, my friend sent me a, a still of the set because there's a sketch these presenters do. Mm. And on the wall in the back of the set is a framed picture of me and Trev as two of our <laughs> characters we did for a sketch called Art Forum. And, and Jason, my friend, said, oh, the producer's a big fan of yours. So actually, when people say all this kind of stuff, it is there. It's still going on, and it's out there to be found. Yeah. What people forget is it's just not aimed at them. It's aimed at kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the reason I haven't been watching it, because it's on CBBC <laughs> rather, than, rather than BBC One. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, getting back to the getting back to the, so it's Chelsea and Westminster Hospital you work in, isn't it? Chelsea and uh, Westminster Hospital where I work. Yep, and we've so got been... a, so there's a, a purpose-built cinema in the hospital for patients and the guests, and we yeah. can take patients there in their beds. We can take patients in wheelchairs. Amazing. We have a team of about sixty volunteers who collect the patients. Mm. We have um, we always have two nurses on duty. We've got a kind of pool of about sixty, seventy nurses. Who take it in turns to sit in there and do shifts? It's it's an amazing thing. I, yeah. I we, you know, when when my friend Andrea, um, when I was looking for a job, it was my friend Andrea who said, "What about this?" And I went, "Well, that job can't exist, surely." Huh. You know, and I think the more people who become aware of Medicinema, they can see the value of it. So, did you ever go to View Cinemas? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the advert. I've seen it, the advert. With you've Simon seen the Day. advert. So yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it that made was filmed me... in the cinema that I run. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful cinema. Obviously, I've never been to the actual cinema, but it looks beautiful, and that advert was incredible. And, You're uh, welcome to come along and see if you like. I know, I'd love I've just to. Realized, I'd though, you, love to. You know, it's not very funny talking about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, this is, I mean, obviously, there's a global pandemic going on, and um, you've been on the front line, so it's incredibly interesting. You've been on, you've been... Well, mixing, well, well regrettably, mixing, mixing regrettably, them. yeah. Our screenings, unfortunately, are suspended at the moment for obvious yeah. reasons, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, and I am, I was for a while, I was working from home and also at the moment I'm furloughed, but we mm. hope to be back up and running as soon as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you must have been in contact with people, kind of the, on the Absolutely, the... constant, I'm in constant contact with our volunteers who are helping out of the hospital, yeah. with our nurses who are working there and everything and, you know, doing, doing amazing things. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is the general mood? Uh, and again, this isn't expecting you mood. to be funny here. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> no, 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 the, no, the mood in Chelsea and Westminster is very upbeat. They were very well prepared for this, you know. Yeah. They, they, in advance, and even when I was still there going in daily, they were preparing the wards. They were changing the roles of the wards. They were kind of, you know, they were, they were very well prepared at that hospital. Uh, and 
as hopefully many hospitals were as well. I mean, I, I think it's a sign of how prepared they were that the kind of Nightingale hospitals were maybe not used quite as much as people expected them to be. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, 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 is, it is an amazing job. And as you say, it must feed your soul more than, more, more than it, anything, it anything I mean, you've done, I guess. Well, yeah, it does indeed. And it was kind of one of the, one of the things I've done. I'm going to get very serious now. Oh, <laughs> but, please. You know, in terms of talking about the lockdown, um, and this came from uh, Lizette, who is our Director of Communications at MediCinema, and we were all having a Zoom meeting together. And we were talking about what we were, everyone was doing during furlough as well. And some of them had started doing these online courses, and Yale University offers free online courses. And I, I literally finished this yesterday. It was a 10-week course um, from Yale U University called The Science of Wellbeing. And uh, I started off doing that and it there was about six weeks of learning and then four weeks of practical stuff where you have to put what you've learned into action and there were, there were lots of stuff about what 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 we think should make us happy and why it doesn't make us happy and what we don't know yet that we know then will make us happy better wanting we have a lot of unwanting where we want things that we don't really need uh. and we're not really <laughs> sure of the kind of things we should be wanting and it talked a lot about, I'm sure the concepts you'll be familiar with, like flow and flow within work, which is oh. the, what, what sports people would call being in the zone. Oh. And it, I think your work is one of those things that can really help with this. And I found a job that, where you do feel like it's more of a vocation, most probably. That yeah. It's a job that you enjoy, that yeah. yes, you're paid for. But the crucial thing being you are doing a job that is um, rewarding for oh. you. And also, and also caters towards, sorry, I'm going to throw out some more jargon I've learned now, but caters towards your signature strengths, your key signature strengths. Yeah. Um, and when I had to do these tests to find out my signature strengths, it turned out they did clearly fit in with my role as a, a manager for medicine. Yeah, so, signature strengths, the, the stuff you're good at or the stuff you need or, or a bit of both? Signature strengths is a, and again, this is an online course that people can take. I think if you, I can't think of all the stuff now, but if you, if anyone was interested, just key in 24 signature strengths, just do a search for that and it should come up. It's a, it's something like 130 questions, many of which repeat themselves because it really tries to find you out. Yeah. Um, and you obviously are meant to answer them honestly. But some psychologist, it may be Martin Seligman, it might not be him, so I may be quoting the wrong name, was identified that we all have 24 key signature strengths. So all 24 of them are good qualities to have, oh. but we all have them in different degrees. And through doing this, you can find out what your top four or five are. Oh. And, and, and then the course encouraged you to play to your strengths rather than develop the other ones, because it, it's kind of, let's start with this as a, as a base. So, I mean, they go through things like um, prudence, teamwork, forgiveness, creativity, love, love of learning, curiosity, judgment, humor, kindness, blah, 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 blah. What yeah. I found funny was my last ones, because in 24 for me, which means I've still got it, which 24th on the list, was spirituality. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not too spiritual. Right. And then also self-regulation was low down on there for me. But um, right. interestingly, my humour is a signature trend. Yeah. It only made number five on my list. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. <laughs> but that's, if anyone's interested in doing that, I'd really recommend it. So it, it. And if anyone's 
if this goes out during lockdown or when you're, any people listening are still on furlough, yeah. I would really recommend going to um, the site Coursera where they just give you many courses you can do for free. And, you know, from Yale University. Yeah, yeah. You know, good, good courses, helpful courses. Yeah, great, great. And yeah, and really interesting you moving to a certain extent from a creative job to, to, to doing this. And the psychology of uh, a creative, you know, many creatives and comedians will say, I was born to do this. This is all I can do. This is the thing that I need to do for my soul. When, of course, there are other things that you could do. So I wonder whether what you're missing from those older days and whether that's just the adrenaline mm. or whether you still mm. get that or whether you, there was always something missing in you. When you're a comedian every week on TV, whether you always felt like, oh, there's something else I should be doing. I do, well, firstly, working with the idea of missing things, I don't particularly miss anything. Yeah. I don't miss, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of everything we did and I enjoyed everything we did. Mm. I don't particularly miss it. Mm. If if we get asked to do things, some things I can still enjoy doing, but I don't really miss that. Um, I've, I don't, I, the one thing I'm surprised I don't miss at all is writing. I don't think I've written anything creatively now for three or four years, and I just don't mind. I'm happy with that. Mm. Um, the interesting thing about being a cinema manager is that it, maybe I'm quite shallow, and maybe the when we were doing comedy, maybe essentially I'm a show-off, you know, I, I don't I wouldn't think of myself as a show-off I tend to think of myself as shy but then this is a standard thing isn't it from comedians and performers oh I'm shy and whatever but actually then they get out there and perform uh, and I think I have a I do have some natural ability to perform and the interesting thing is when Medicinema is up and running every day I'm in there the whole day and my whole day of work is leading towards a performance in the evening yeah. Now, admittedly, our performances are screening, but uh, I'm putting that together. I'm visiting the wards, constantly talking to patients and so on. I'm, I'm interacting with people all the time, which is one thing I really missed when I was writing. Uh, so I'm interacting with people, and then I'm managing people. And then when I, when the film, when we start in the film, I give an introductory speech as well, and so on. So it's still, it, oddly enough, it's a job that, that can pander to my, uh, my <laughs> fundamentally my desire to show off, you know, I, can, yeah. I still get the chance to show off and perform in, in a, just a slightly different way. Yeah, but there must be an, also a fundamental desire to make other people feel better, which is of course the parallels with both the jobs. That must be a huge driving force yes. to everything that you've done. Yeah, yeah. 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 So no, I think there's a there's a great there's a great reward in knowing how people have benefited from something. And, and I mean, obviously, with comedy, that's quite an immediate thing because people laugh. You tell your jokes and they laugh, and right. and you can you you can take a lot from that. And you know, you it's a great feeling to make people happy. Yeah. Um, and as a cinema manager, some of those times have been profound. You know. We do we do screenings for um, palliative care patients. You know, we do private screenings for patients who are not going to get better, yeah. and we do them for them and their family. And it seems like such a small thing to do. It's not much. We're just showing them a film, yeah. but we're creating lasting memories for those families. And I can't quite believe just how much what it can mean to people and some of the feedback I've had from people there. I've been 
I've been invited to patients, you know, the family have invited me to the funerals of their loved ones because they've appreciated what medicine has done for them. And I always feel humbled by that because it, it doesn't feel like you're doing much, but there's a, you know, a profound impact there. Oh, yes. I mean, I can, I can only imagine it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely wonderful. It really is. Um, you know, you'll never guess. Thank you. Trevor is, is he back? Wait, he's waiting to come back in. It seems like we've, <laughs> we, we've hardly talked about, uh, we've not talked about him at all. Is there anything, uh, any, little, any little secret about Trevor or anything uh, we should know while he's, while he's not here listening? <laughs> anything, you, your relationship, you must, have, you must have shared everything with each other. Is there any secrets between the two of you, do you think? Or is there, is there nothing? I've, um, I've, um, I've shared a pair of underpants with him. <laughs> I would expect uh, nothing, nothing less. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm <laughs> telling you this. It's the, it goes back to our university days when mm. um, I, I was a very, I was very naive, and then found myself in a situation with someone which was very enjoyable. And then the next day, I didn't have a pair of underpants, and Trev was able to provide me with a pair of underpants. <laughs> I think that they were clean. They were clean underpants. I must give him a. Do you think I want them back? <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad he wasn't we're listening actually, to that. We're actually kind of quite, um, we're quite coy with each other, you know. We're kind of, uh, here's, here's something that despite having worked together for so many years and shared so many dressing rooms, mm. I don't think we've ever seen each other naked. Oh, now that isn't, that is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit like that with some of my very, yeah, my best friends, my one or two best friends, Naming no names. Um, uh, yes, I don't think they've seen me naked. There's a little bit of, yeah, there is a little bit of coyness, isn't there? Um, that's one step too far. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. I think that's, uh, that, that might be the time to bring him back in on that. <laughs> As I'm imagining yeah. that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's admit him. Oh, no. Let's hope, he's, let's hope he's clothed. Oh, he's got his clothes Hi, on. Trev. He's got his clothes oh, on. Oh, thank God. We were talking oh. about you. We were talking about you naked, Trevor, and uh, just hoping. Um. No, I did think about coming back into this fully naked. That's yeah. weird. How can it's it's impossible to? You can be fully clothed, but no one uses the term fully naked, do they? <laughs> you think we are that, as I said it. Well, you can't be semi-naked, can you? Yeah. So, uh, Nathan was trying to. <laughs> Nathan was trying to kind of get to the nitty gritty of just how personal we could have ever been, and I said that in all the years of touring and sharing dressing rooms, we've never seen each other naked. Not um, fully naked, anyway. Not fully naked. Not fully naked. Uh, well, I know. Oh, I, now Trev's going to say, "Oh, I've seen you." Well, you're a bit more of an exhibitionist. I, you were always showing everything off. <laughs> Yeah, you've never seen each other naked, but boy, Trevor has seen Simon naked all the time. Well, most, most people in Manchester as well, I think, you know. But. Uh, we were looking for a way to close, close this off today, but I think, yeah, everyone naked, I think, is the, is the, is the, is the only thing we <laughs> can on, do. Guys, <laughs> Come on! The lockdown's liberated us all. <laughs> <laughs> really don't, don't, let, don't let this end without me telling you my, um, my anecdote. No, of course. Can we have Trevor? Can we have? Can we? Are we allowed to have Trevor on for this, or is it about Trevor being naked? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I thought you'd done your anecdote by now. <laughs> oh, anecdote, no, anecdote, away, anecdote away. Should we do it in a Des O'Connor way, where I 
where I say something that cues you up for your anecdote. Like, have you ever, have you ever been okay. to Ben Norris's house, uh, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> firstly, firstly, who listens to this? Just Ben Norris, just Ben Norris and his family. No, but seriously, um, what's, your, what's, your, what's your rating? Yes, you can be yeah. as rude as you like. Let me say the word fuck. <laughs> you can you can say whatever okay. you like. You can say whatever oh, you like. Okay, in that case, in that case, <laughs> in that case, you're going to get the full works with this story. Oh, great, great. Um, right. So, Have you yeah, heard this, it, Trevor? It, Sorry, only... has Trevor heard this? Has Trevor? I don't know this? what he's about to say. Yeah, okay. So, um, it kind of alludes to Ben Norris, but basically, it's a it's a lockdown story. Okay, mm. so um, everybody's having Zoom meetings all over the place, and as you can see in our Zoom meeting now. In the corner is your name. You're Nathan Cassidy. I'm Simon Hickson. Trevor doesn't bother with the surname. He's just Trevor. But nevertheless, we know who he is. So we've all got our names in our boxes. I had a work meeting. So we've had a few Zoom work meetings. Sometimes they've been smaller ones with just the cinema managers, which are a bit more informal. But the other day we had a work one with um, the whole team. So it was all the cinema managers. It was the Medicinema CEO the director of operations, the full works. And what, what I failed to realize is with Zoom, is it remembers the name from the last meeting you had. And sometimes <laughs> before now I've been changing my name around. And like if you're doing a quiz, for example, I've changed the name around. Um, the meeting I'd had before this was a very drunken one with Ben Norris. <laughs> and it was with Ben Norris and another friend, Andrew. And I changed my name on the meeting to something that would make Ben laugh because it was a name that Ben would use occasionally when I was around at his house. Oh. Um, and obviously when this Zoom meeting at work started, I wasn't the first to join it. I joined it when three other people were already in the meeting and the name in the corner came up. And you can't change those names quickly. You have to kind of click <laughs> on the little box and retype it in and everything. So the name that came up when I joined the Zoom meeting from work was one when, when I used to go around to Ben and Sarah's a few years back, we'd always play temping bowling on the Wii. And if you did something really jammy or really lucky, Ben would go, ooh, and he would say this name. So I put this name on my, on my Zoom meeting. So I opened up the Zoom meeting with Medicinema and the name that came up was Captain Cunty. <laughs> No. <laughs> and you know that was quite embarrassing <laughs> thankfully the ceo and the director of operations had until that point joined i, I thought you were going to say there. fortunately the ceo calls you that anyway behind your back i did kind of complain about this on facebook straight away so i'll put it up on facebook as a, an anecdote as what to, to what had happened i didn't use that final word i just put asterisks because i thought that <laughs> word was too strong to put on facebook oh, um, is, one yeah. of the things that was quite nice is the first person to laugh at it and like at it was the director of nursing at the hospital <laughs> so, you know, would you like to hear some of my got away with it would you like to hear some of my more colourful awkwards that didn't make it onto Facebook? Really? Yes, I would. I would. I mean, oh, yeah, was, you know, while we're on these words, I mean, there yeah. was uh, they're, they're they're still quite tame, really. But there was one I came up with, which was um, twatless, which is because <laughs> these are two words put together. So twatless is a book of maps for twats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's habitat, the natural note, the natural home of a twat. 
uh, ours to twat, the posh twat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then there was some slightly more sex orientated ones, a daffodildo, a bright <laughs> yellow trumpet shaped sex toy, um, a tweetsome group sex in the Cotswolds, uh, and lesson less M. Uh, sex dungeon during an economic recession. So that's, that's just a bit. Oh, here's another one. This isn't. This isn't particularly rude. This is. This is not at all. It's conjunctive ISIS, a terrorist group of militants with eye infections. So there we go. I just thought you'd, I'd throw some of them in. The daffodildo yeah, is something you should make. I look forward to you um, recording them, Trav. You should do, you've got to do them. You've got to record them for late night awkward. Uh, yeah, maybe series two is going to change <laughs> the darker <laughs> side of awkward. I don't know. Beautiful. Well, what else can we look forward to in the future? What in the second half of your lives? What are you? What are you going to be doing together or separately? How can we leave it today? What have we got to look forward I to can... from you? Yeah, I it's a big know. question to end on. I'm flattered that you you should say the second half because I think realistically we're in our yeah. we're at, at our best we're in our last third I think no which is no 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 course, isn't it oh well yeah, yeah. I mean well, if, if, enough, if I'm going to be 58 in August so that mm. would put me nearly 90 if I'm in my last third and you know how old do you I, think you're going to live till I think I, you're going to live till 116 Simon and you're going to be doing you're going to be <laughs> spitting on Captain Tom Moore's legacy by saying he was only 100 you're going to be dancing <laughs> fully naked with a daffodildo <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good actually I mean, never say never to anything so like well, I think because because of the nature of how we work now that if things come come along that appeal to us we do them if yeah. they don't appeal to us we don't do them so yeah. you know it's difficult to say but I don't think we never yeah. we never shut ourselves off to anything really yeah, yeah. so do you ever come and visit the Edinburgh Fringe have you been there the last four or five years have you ever revisited a, your old hunting grounds not for a long time uh, I haven't I, I've, I've been to Glasgow uh, but I haven't been over to Edinburgh for a while I'd like to yeah. actually that'd be fun to do oh Although yeah I, I, mean, I do know that in in 2021 September 2021 me and Simon will be going to the Royal Albert Hall to see oh. Steve Martin and Martin Short because we oh, were meant nice. to be going just before the lockdown, and it was cancelled. Right, we, uh, we were going on March the 14th. On March the 14th, we were going. Yeah. On March the 13th, they cancelled it. Yeah. They pulled it the day before. Yeah. So I did tell my son that, and he said, oh, that's a long time ago. And I said, yes, yeah, so I hope I'm still around to go, you know, and he thought I was I think, Trev, really <laughs> second, Trev, let me think this through. Let me think <laughs> this through. In 2034... We're going to do a 50th anniversary Edinburgh show, Trev. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. How about that? How about yeah. let's plan ahead? 2034. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if we plan ahead now, it's going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I'll tell you what, though, actually, next year, and this is the same as my, uh, it's when I met Kath, my wife, at the same time, 40 years ago. It's 40 years, 20, uh, 2021, it's 40 years since we started uh, our friendship, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no promises, but of course, the Edinburgh Fringe has had a year off this year, so it's going to be a big year for Edinburgh next year. So if you are around sure. for a day, you don't have to promise this at all, but promise me you'll do something and I'll, I'll, I'll create the space for you to do to it. To celebrate and, uh, 40 years. 40, 40 years, it'd be amazing. Because wow. uh, I, I run shows up there and I produce shows and we have spaces and great spaces. And my good, even just for, for a day, you could come in and it would well, be amazing. What you have to do, what you have to do, Nathan, is just kind of, 
create something whereby you host uh, uh, yeah. some kind of chat show with us. And Absolutely. We well, we can about 40 years. We can recreate we'll this. It. Brilliant. That would be incredible. Um, we'd, we'd be funnier for that. <laughs> we can no, recreate. We, <laughs> we can recreate this show word for word. We can learn it as a script and uh, do a live <laughs> performance of it. <laughs> with all the laughs in the same places and Trevor can bring his daffer dildo you should go you should go on Dragon's Den and do that actually and uh, tell them you're going to do something else and yeah. then j just whip that out at the last minute <laughs> <Just whip that. laughs> yeah. okay. I know all we're right. going to talk about this but it's the daffer dildo that I'm more interested in okay. um, <laughs> alright well what a beautiful way I don't want to leave I now have to return to my two children I'm, I'd much rather talk to you for the whole day but what a beautiful way to finish the hope of um the, re the reuniting the yeah. three of us um i will certainly be back in touch uh, about that and um thank you so much for, for for joining me as i said to simon my goodness you were the first choice as the hundredth episode of psychomedy yeah. Trev, and Trev, can i just a, point out something just one final thing, Trev. So I'm the hundredth episode, okay, and you're the ninety-ninth episode. <laughs> yeah, okay? I know. So, so Nathan puts you ahead of me by one. Oh, yeah. By the way, it took him ninety-eight other people before he thought of you. <laughs> just to, you know. I know. I know, I know. But I'm, I'm just like I said earlier, I'm just happy to be in there somewhere. You know? <laughs> even Ben Norris. I even thought of Ben Norris, ben Norris before you guys. Ben Norris was number one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I, said to, I said to him, do you know anyone? I've run out of comedians that I've ever heard of. And he said, do you know Trev and Simon? I was like, no. I Googled you guys and here you are. Actually, what you said was, yes, I know them, but they grate on me. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got one more. I've got one final thing I want to throw in there. A Ben Norris thing, please, okay? Please. So, um, me, I go around to see Ben and Sarah in the evenings. We get very drunk and we talk rubbish. And Ben had write, he's got, the, the, the door to his larder is like um, painted with um, blackboard paint. So he can write up things and everything. Mm. And between us, we came up with one, one of our best ever jokes. So I'm going to tell you. <laughs> The, a, a combined joke between me and Ben Norris, which is our best ever joke. That doesn't mean it's any good, but it's our best ever. <laughs> it's a big builder. It's a big builder. Here we go. Nosferatu. I haven't even seen Nosferatu one. <laughs> it is a good one. And it's and it's content like that that you're getting getting at next year's Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine an hour of that. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so yeah. much. My goodness, I don't want to go. So you're going to have to be the first one to leave. I'm not putting the phone down first. You have to. Uh, Trevor and Simon. What's Simon the, and Trevor, the, thank you very much. What's the Martha line? What's the Martha line from um, uh, Fight Club? Did she say something like? How about this for not making a big deal of it? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Now, now you've got to match that, Trevor, by, I don't know, taking your clothes off or something? Or... No, I, can't. I just have to leave you with a final <laughs> awkward, I think. And that's okay. your penis, expressing wild delight about a penis. <laughs> and that's next year, Trevor. And that's that's yeah. Edinburgh 2021. Um, 40 years, Trevor Simon's your penis show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. What a thrill. Pass on to Simon. What a thrill. Lots of love to you both. You Thank you so later. much. Cheers. Bye. bye bye. 
Oh my goodness, I am grinning from ear to ear and also a little bit emotional. It's a dream come true. Trevor and Simon, amazing. Thank you so much. God, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, A tenth of how much I did. I've just been buzzing all day, all week since I recorded that. Uh, The brilliant Trevor and Simon. And yes, Edinburgh 2021. Get excited right now. I'm going to hold them to that promise. Something will happen, I hope, with uh, myself and Trevor and Simon. And if you'd like to support MediCinema, go to medicinema.org.uk. It sounds amazing. I can't wait to check that out. So there we go. That is our 100th show. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to all the people that have supported us over this time. There's too many people to mention here, but you know who you are. Sarah, Stuart, Rafaela. Thank you to everyone. It's been an incredible journey so far. And here we go for the next 100 episodes. I know this has got uh, a lot of people through lockdown in the same way that it's got me through lockdown. And um, thank you so much for listening. That is our show for today. And join us again on Thursday for more psychomedy. We're still going to carry on for another few weeks yet before we revert back to the weekly shows in a month or so. Please listen back on all the 100 shows now. Please give us those five-star reviews. Please spread the word. Subscribe. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pod People Productions. They're amazing. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. And there are mental health tips, as always, from our counselling partner, professionals at ThreadUp. And they're there to support you if you need it at this time with some free check-ins. So there we go. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. All it remains for me to do on the 100th episode is to thank everyone, every single person that has been on the show. So here we go. It's Matt Richardson, Callie Beaton, Eric Lampere, Shazia Mirza, Patrick Monaghan, Luke Kepner, Kate Barron, Mark Cram, Anna Vapel, Trevor Locke, Francis Boole, Ari Eldiot, Alexis Dubas, Stephen Bailey, Marcus Brigstock, Elf Lyons, Jake Yap, Laura Lex, Richard Gadd, Joe Coffey, Dan Antopolsky, Gronny Maguire, Nick Helm, Andrew Doyle, Sadia Azmat, Mark Dolan, and <laughs> Dave Hill, and Brody Snook, and Sam Morrison, Luca Capani, Conrad Koch, Schalk, Bezzy Dwienhut, Mitch Ben, Francesco De Carlo. And Athena Kuglenu and Richard Vranch, Mickey Overman, Nathan Caton, Scott Capuro, Alex Lowe, Steve N. Allen, Izzy Mant, Glenn Wool, James Redmonds, Murray Lachlan Young, and Carl Donnelly, Craig Hill, Helen Bauer, Ewan McIntosh, Alfie Joey, Al Lubell, Alex Edelman. Damien Clark, Ishan Akbar, Sarah Keyworth, Tanya Moore, Ali Cook, Shanoa Allen, Justin Morehouse, Lynn Ruth Miller, Joe Caulfield, Mick Ferry, Roland Riveron, JJ Whitehead, Brendan Burns, Tony Law, Fonby, Omateo, Ben Norris. Ben Norris got many a mention in these episodes. Elna Tiernan, and Deliso Chaponda, Maria Shahata, and... One more time for the amazing Trevor and Simon, Trevor Neal and Simon Hickson. Trevor and Simon. Oh, my goodness. There we go. 100 episodes of Psychomedy. Thank you so much. 
I'm Nathan Cassidy. If you want to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy or and or give money to Medicinema, medicinema.org.uk. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic. Tune back in for more psychomedy next time. Pod people. They're the center of attention. They exude confidence and they own the room on the outside. But on the inside, they're screaming, I don't belong here. Social anxiety syndrome, better known as imposter syndrome, is a real thing. And you'll be amazed at who has been affected by it. I'm Nick Eade, host of Imposter Syndrome, the new podcast from Pod People Productions. I'll be looking at this phenomenon and speaking to some of the most successful and talented people in the public eye, such as Patsy Palmer, A.L. Booker, Gail Porter, Camilla Dallarup, and Andrea McLean. When I first started doing Loose Women, I turned it down at first because I didn't think I could do it. Why can't we accept our successes? What makes us doubt our achievements? And how do you overcome it? Yes, that's Imposter Syndrome with me, Nick Eade, who should totally be hosting a podcast, of course. The new show from Pod People Productions, coming soon to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.